With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come be a part of the greatest stable since the four horsemen and freeshows.com is your home for Arn and all of my other podcasts. And you get every episode from all the shows early ad free and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents a day. Want to add cheese to that Whopper? Adfreeshows.com also has tons of exclusive Arn bonus content, like reliving the very first War Games match or watching back a landmark moment in Arn's career, pinning Hulk Hogan 1-2-3 on Nitro. We also have interactive events where you get to chat one-on-one with Arn during Ask Arn Live, or how about live watch-along events like we did with FTR and Tully. Uh, of course, Arn is not one to toot his own horn, so I will toot toot. Adfreeshows.com is the best value going in wrestling today. So sign up today or else. Maybe we should have a gun sound effect here. Ah, I'm just kidding. Adfreeshows.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster. He is the enforcer. He's Double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? It's a new year, isn't it? It is. I haven't seen you since last year. How's it going? It's doing good. 
Uh, we had a nice quiet time at the house, didn't do anything, uh, which is the way we wanted it. I'm sure the mansion in Huntsville was rocking and rolling. Oh no. We had a big, uh, new year's Eve party planned, but we canceled it because of all the COVID concerns and just had a rather low key day here with a handful of folks, uh, eating some barbecue, watching some football. And as folks are listening to this, they're wondering what's going to happen this coming Monday night. Uh, is it going to be orange bulldogs? Cause Tony's abandoned them as you know, or is it going to be Conrad's Alabama? And right now, as we're talking, Georgia is a three point favorite, which I could not believe. Uh, what say you, would you take Georgia in the points or Alabama in the points? Or would you go with Georgia? What idiot put that together? Several different sports books. I looked this morning, have Georgia as a three point favorite, which blew me away considering the way the last one went. It is absolutely insane to do that. And all you do is just piss Alabama off. I wish Georgia was 15 point underdogs, to be honest with you. Yes, exactly. Give them some motivation to play angry, play over their heads and, and not even that just play up to their potential. Uh, They have yet to put four quarters together that I've seen, even though they, they bowled over Michigan. Yes, it did. Still in the third and fourth quarter, they weren't as dominant as they were in the first half. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand Georgia at times. It feels like it's almost two different teams. Every team, both teams, by the way, are strong and dominant. And I think it's going to be a close game. I know I've got some Bammer friends who think it's going to be a blowout. I do not. I think it's going to come down to that last drive or two, and I'm excited to see it, but I got to say, I'd take Bama in the three points as silly as that is. Well, it's easy for you to be an Alabama fan, just like the millions and millions that are. I went ahead and barked before the last Georgia, Alabama encounter, trying to rev up the team that went absolutely nowhere. So I'm going to sit in silence. I'm going to be humble Mm. and hope for the best. Let me put it to you this way. If both teams play up to their potential, it could be a very exciting game. And I don't want to see a, oh God, 12 to three game. Yeah. Have a big, you know, that's terrible to watch. I'd like to see a 34, 31, something like that game myself. Well, it's going to be fun. We hope you guys tune in, uh, this coming Monday night. Uh, I guess there's wrestling on, but there's football on watch that. And by all means on Wednesday, be sure to check out AEW. You can see what Aaron Anderson's up to probably, uh, hitting some people with some finger guns. Uh, let's go back way in time. It's the start of a new year. It's January, 1987. You know, when you think back on all things, Jim Crockett promotions, and you think about, you know, 85, 86, 87, most people point to 87 as being the year that things started, uh, come apart. And of course we know in 88, the company's going to sell. Did you think 87 started strong or was there a time in 87 where you remember thinking that was it? That was the tipping point. No, I thought everything was still running pretty smooth and in uh, 87, um, 
What in particular are you talking about? Do you know? Well, I'm just saying in terms of, I know the spending got out of control and, and you guys ran certain shows in 86 when you were doing the great American bash that, you know, you, the top line was there, but the bottom line wasn't because maybe dusty had overbooked some of the talent musicians and things like that. So we weren't minding our pennies as my grandmother used to say, but in 87, it does feel like with the, with WrestleMania three, there's now pressure for everyone to step their game up. Did you think that was an issue for, for promoters? I mean, did you feel like WrestleMania three was this watershed moment for the professional wrestling business? Well, I'm sure the crew on the road was working their ass off and giving you quality. I got a feeling there was probably just out of a pompous mindset. We were still running markets that we should have left alone. We might've been going to places that we knew weren't going to draw kind of in the back of our mind, but we thought, Hey, we're, we're Jim Crockett promotions with NWA. We're on a roll. We got this incredible, you know, talent pool and these cards are incredible that we can draw anywhere. And we started to see probably that that's just not necessarily true. You know, there, there were different markets that you go to that had been dead back in those days when a territory was dead, like at this particular time, Bill Watts territory was pretty much dead. The, uh, Kansas City Territory was dead, buried, seagull sitting on top of it. Um, and I think that we just continuing to go in there and take those private jets, which had pretty good cost involved in them. It was great. It was convenient for the talent. But, man, it was there was a lot of days that that jet ate up all your profits, I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Hard to argue. Uh, let's talk about where we are in January here of 87. We're going to get started with uh, a little show on January 3rd. It's a television taping, of course, TBS. We would see Rick Ole and Arn, uh, run out and jump, uh, Tim Horner and then throw the referee to the floor and then gang up on Barry Wyndham. And that's when Blanchard hits the old slingshot suplex on Wyndham. Uh, Flair's going to start slapping Wyndham before the horsemen leave the ring. And then it's time for a promo from the horsemen. And we're going to hear from them again. This is the, the six Oh five show. Uh, let's take a listen to this. Got all that, for, that mo mo momentum going out of the rope. You don't know which way you're going. When Tim, you come off. Tim Horner got his back first. Oh, look at this. He's got a half full of tanks. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. That's going to be it. The bell rings. He got the pin, but like Barry, you saw it. No, no, You know, I'm talking about, I said it myself. This wasn't the end of the NFL. We saw that right here on the camera. Barry talking about the tights, and Barry's come over to ringside now. There's Barry. Complaining about pulling the tights, Barry Wyndham. Barry jumps in. Tim Horner got knocked out. Barry fires the way up. Tully. Pass it out. Rick Flair's going to beat Ole Anderson. Aaron Anderson. The four horsemen. KJ Dillon, they're all in there. Jump it on Barry. Let's go. There's no way he can fight back. 
closing. Penaway on the face. Ripping at his face, his eyes. Slingshot suplex now. Barry Wyndham is down. Look at Rick, he says, slap him again and again. Hey, you just saw what the four horsemen do best. Well, we talked the about the four horsemen together. Get that out of the ring, huh? And as we take a look at what happened once again, the four horsemen have gathered around the podium right here. Tully Blanchard is still the world television champion. It was a great match. There's no doubt about it. And then Don't Barry... mess with the horsemen! Don't mess with the horsemen! These words from Tully Blanchard as we take a look. Once again, it's a replay. What happened to Barry Windham is all four, actually five, ganged up on him. Here's the slingshot. Down he goes. Tony Blanchard still the world TV champion. And JJ. If you want to go for the 10 grand, if you want to go for the belt, this is part of the price that you got to pay. The slingshot suplex that, to my knowledge, nobody has ever gotten up from. Sam, step in here and get a camera on that ring. I want everybody to see what this is all about. When you pay the price, you lay there. Barry Windham, don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. You got no business interfering in my matches. I beat Jim Warner and left you laying like a scrap of heaped up metal. <laughs> the bottom line is, when you jump on Tony Blanchard for the world TV title, you're jumping on more than anybody out there knows how to handle Woo! Just a little word to the wise. You overdressed cue ball, Nikita Golov. That can happen to you because, you see, you're the only champion on that side left. Think about it, Nikita. Tony Schiavone, one question. Where's Dusty Rhodes today, JJ? He's probably at the cattle barn in Amarillo buying cattle. We but I hope he's watching a TV someplace. We didn't see anybody stampeding in the ring to help Big Barry. You know why? Nobody likes to ride from the station to the hospital in the ambulance, courtesy of the horseman. Ha! Okay, fans, when we come back. So how about that? You overdressed cue ball. Now he could have took some of animals money and bought a, like a V-neck sweater or two, right? I would think, you know, (laughs) he was a bit of a fashion, a fashionista. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, he dressed, you know, a little hipper than the rest of us. Here's my Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Well, here, here's the one thing, you know, and when we do these chronologically month by month and it, it brings a lot of memories, you know, hearing the, you know, the promos and, and all the stuff going on, it just reminds me of kind of the chronological order of, of how guys walked in. Now it's a new year. You got a brand new opponent. 6'6", 260 pounds, Barry Wyndham. He's like a friggin' gazelle. But that's the first that I remember doing doing our pods every week that Barry's kind of got right in the middle angle-wise with the horsemen. So it's something new, it's something fresh. Yeah, and it's really cool, too, when you think about, you know, all the the fun stuff that Barry's going to get to do here uh, with Jim Crockett Promotions. But he's really just burst on the scene here in late 86, now we're starting off 87 with a bang. He's brushing up against the horseman 
And I think we're not too far removed from, uh, some other new names making their way in. But before we get there, uh, let's play this promo from that very same show. It's the Andersons here on January 3rd. Back with the Minnesota record crew, Ole and Arn Anderson. You know, there's a lot of people I've been looking for. People saying, well, maybe your time is running out, Ole. I'll tell you this. Before my time completely runs out, I got a list of people that I'm going to get. And you know, the Andersons just don't talk to hear themselves make noise. I'm talking about you, Dusty Rhodes. I'm talking about this U.S. Tag Team Champions. I'm talking about the big fat cowboy down in Oklahoma. I'm talking there's a few people. You know who you are. You're on the list. You better watch it. 87, I'm going to make my mark right on your face. Well, Rock, don't worry about time running out. I can assure you of one thing, though. My time has just begun. Dusty Rhodes, for the longest time that I can remember, you always stood for the American way. You see, you said, it doesn't matter if you're born poor, you can rise up and become somebody. I will be your guiding light. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now you've told Nikita Koloff, Nikita, although you're not from this country, you can be the American way. You can be Americanized. You can be the U.S. champion. Well, Nikita, you are the U.S. champion. But Dusty Rhodes, the bottom line is, Rock's been threatening you all year. I've not been too silent about that same fact. Well, now, Dusty Rhodes, I'm going to make it a personal issue. Forget about the other horsemen. I'll take it among myself in your career. And Nikita Koloff, rest assured of one thing. You ask anybody across this country, check my track record. Every time I, myself, double-A, has made a threat, has come through. So, Nikita, you take all those big muscles, and you remember one thing, Nikita. I'm hungry. I'm starving to death to be a champion because when I open my bag and there's nothing but a pair of boots and a pair of tights and I look across the room, I see Tully with that championship belt. I see Flair with that championship belt. I'm a little ashamed. And Nikita Koloff, a 260-pound man, one of the four horsemen, is not going to be ashamed by anybody, especially you. Tully, eat him up. Show him what the four horsemen are all about. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Steven Singer's announcing his brand new rose color for this Valentine's day. Are you ready? Click your heels three times and say, I wish I knew what the new color was. Okay. Wish granted Steven Singer's brand new rose color is Emerald city. Picture it a real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals. This magical Emerald city rose will take her breath away this Valentine's day. As she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green, go to, I hate today and get your Steven singer Emerald city, 24 karat gold dipped rose and get yours before they're gone exclusively and only available at Steven singer jewelers. It's the number one gift this Valentine's day. Steven singers gold dipped roses start at just $59 and they all come with a lifetime guarantee plus fast and free shipping real jewelers, real roses for your real love. All at I hate Steven singer.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. 
and we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. So how about that? You're continuing to call out the old cue ball. So, uh, looks like you're getting a Russian sickle sometime soon. If I had to guess. Yeah. It sounds like I'm asking, I'm asking for one. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's the third. So that's the weekend. You know what that means? A little syndicated action. This is from worldwide. Another promo from the Minnesota record crew. Arn, only Anderson, only first dusty Rhodes says that 87 is going to see the end of you. Ole Anderson. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll tell you what, it's hard to catch a guy when he's running all the time. Rhodes has got the fastest bicycle in town. I talked about being the end of your life in 86. And the only reason you're still around Gavin is because you were always running, 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 running and putting people in front of us. And you make a prediction about me being out in 87, you and what army I'll tell you this Rhodes 87 comes you be here. I'll I'm going to be here, but I guarantee this. One of us is going to be done in 87. One of us is sure going to be done. Arn. Oh, Connell, I'll tell you one person who's not going to be through in 87, and that's Arn Anderson. I don't care who else retires, who else gets hurt, who else gets crippled. I'll tell you one thing. I'm sick and tired of not being a champion. You say, Dusty Rhodes, a year and a half ago, I was standing on the sand flapping my yap. Well, Dusty Rhodes, in a year and a half, I came a long way, didn't I? I came a long way because I got right here something you'll never know about, Dusty Rhodes. It's being an Anderson. It's restoring the name Anderson where it should have been. You see Nikita Koloff, you go ahead and chase Ric Flair. But the whole time you're chasing, I'm going to be sneaking up behind you. One day, Nikita Koloff, you're going to wake up and you're going to be just like me right now. You're going to be standing there naked. Well, I'm not going to be naked very long, Nikita Koloff. Rest assured, I will be a champion. Not because I want to be, because I have to be. All right fans now to the ring so fun i love that not because i want to be because i have to be that became like a little low-key catchphrase for you here in the winter of 86 did it not you know if we would have been smart about marketing that would been a t-shirt wouldn't it It would have been for sure and you know what it might be now over boxagimmicks.com i'm not sure let's go see but in the meantime (laughs) uh let's remind everybody that the beat goes on as macho man used to say that was your your morning right but Come January 3rd in the evening time, or you're in the main event in Charlotte back home at the Coliseum. It's dusty Nikita and the road warriors on one side and all the horsemen on the other side, man, that feels like, I mean, that's as loaded of a main event as you can get dusty roads and Ric Flair and singles matches have main evented all over the world. But now you've got Nikita Koloff fresh off of Starcade and, and his incredible run that he had in 86 with. Magnum TA, the road wheels are the, arguably the biggest draw in wrestling at that point. And then you got the rest of the horsemen, man, you talk about some protagonists and protagonists and antagonists, Ole and Arn and Tully, the good old days, man. What a main event here in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, have you got any numbers on how that drew? I don't, you know, it's not reported on that day in particular, but the next day uh, you guys are in uh, Baltimore with 6,000 fans there. So there's no sort of winter slump for you guys. Well, I'm sure it did really well. And, and looking at, you know, those odds, that team, it's like, good Lord, who can beat those guys, you know, as a team. And it probably, if you check the records, nobody did that particular night. It was an overpowering, overwhelming group of four. That's for sure. Uh, let's uh, remind everybody that, um, you've got another TV taping on January 5th. This one is going to be in Spartanburg. Uh, you're going to be doing a promo there on, uh, the fifth that night you're in Greenville, South Carolina, taking on the Baron Baron von Raschke. 
What was that like wrestling Baron as a singles? That's all they need to know. <laughs> it's all about the claw, right? Absolutely. Uh, Baron was a really, really nice man. Really, really sweet, sweet human being. Just, uh, you know, a, a very quiet guy and great employee, funny guy. He was, he reminded me of Dean Malenko. He was so dry. He would hit you with a joke and you didn't even realize that he was telling you a joke to a second later. And you went, Oh shit, that was funny. But your delayed reaction made you feel foolish. Uh, really. And it, like an incredible, a lot of people don't know, but he was an incredible amateur wrestler from Nebraska. Pretty smart feller too, huh? think so. Yeah. Well, school teacher. Yeah. That was a thing or two about a thing or two. And, uh, so do the Andersons. Uh, here's a promo, uh, from pro the other syndicated show at the time for JCP. And you're in a gold's gym tank top. So, you know, this is fun. Okay. We are here with the Minnesota wrecking crew. Only and Arn Anderson. The only people, when they see the Andersons, there's only one thing that that means to them. It means that the Andersons should be the United States tag team wrestling champions. And I want to take this chance right now to warn those guys that have got those belts. It's just a little bit of time before Garvin and Wyndham are going to have to face the Andersons. And when they do, there's going to be some switching going on. Those belts are coming over this side. Tony Giovanni, that's all well and good. But I've told you, Nikita Koloff, I'm just rehashing what I've already told you. You've got Americanized. Dusty Rhodes has told you. Get a Mercedes, Nikita. Get a Corvette. Get a dress shirt. Get your pretty American girl and you're cool. Well, Nikita, it takes a little bit more than that to become Americanized. You see, you got that U.S. heavyweight title, but you, all you ever seem to talk about is Ric Flair this, Ric Flair that. You're going to be the new world's heavyweight champion, well, Nikita. Remember what got you there. You see, the U.S. heavyweight championship is a stepping stone to the world heavyweight title. But, Nikita, you don't want to talk about that. You don't want to think about it. I don't even think you'd like to bring it out. I don't think you're proud of it. Well, that's the only singles title left, you see. Blanchard, world television title. The Four Horsemen, just as they've always been, are going to be champions, Nikita. So I'm picking on you. Everybody says, how can you pick on Nikita Kolov? He's got those big chops, those big arms, that big neck. Well, Nikita, do I look like a pygmy? Rest assured, I'm going to do something on my own. That way I know nothing will happen. Nothing will go wrong. It's going to be one-on-one, Nikita, and I'm going to take that U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Whether they want to give me a title shot or not, they got to because I'm demanding it. For Bob Cottle, I'm Tony Schiavone. See you next week on NWA Pro Wrestling. Hey, that's pretty cool. You get to close the show out, too. Calling your shot. I like that. Whether they want to or not, I'm demanding it. (laughs) And I got to call myself not a pygmy. <laughs> Can you even say pygmy? I don't, I don't even think that's a word that I've heard in uh, decades. Yeah. That's <laughs> little, it's little bitty people somewhere across the ocean. I mean, right? I, I remember crocodile Dundee, but you know, I don't have a lot of experience in Alabama with that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a surprise or not. You guys would record well, something called super towns on the super station. In Philadelphia on January 10th, 11,000 folks are here. It's a sellout and it's going to be Barry Windham pinning you with a sunset flip into the ring 15 minutes and five seconds. Of course, 
after the match, you're not done. You drop him with the Gordon Buster. Do you remember that January 10th, that match with Barry and Philly? I really don't. Um, but I can tell you this, he was as good as anybody. He's on that from a performance, just a purely performance standard. He's on that top five. I don't know where he's on that list. One, three, five. I don't know, but man, could he go? He was so smooth. He was, you know, and he was a guy that never went to the gym ever, but he was strong. Those blackjack mulligan genetics were just in him. He could, you know, superplex animal off the top rope and all kind of just incredible feats of strength in the ring. He never blew up. He would drink all night long if he was in the mood and the next day when everybody else was, was felt terrible and horrible, you never knew it. He could go 60 minutes. He was just one of those rare birds that was made for this business. He had all of it. And let me just throw this in. The girls loved him. He was a big, handsome, handsome fellow. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise. Uh, it's also not a surprise that you and Tully did a promo on January 10th for Worldwide. Let's take a listen. Says right here with us two of the four horsemen, the world television champion Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson right here, Arn. Rick Flair, the world champion, but you don't have a championship belt around that way. Bob, do you know that feeling that nags at you when you don't have any underwear on? It's a constant nagging. That's what I wake up with every single morning. Nobody has to tell me that I'm not a champion because I wake up every single morning with morning sickness. It's just like I was pregnant. It makes me sick to my stomach. But today I'm a happy man, Bob, because a little earlier I saw about a 320-pound distraction, just a distraction I need for you, Nikita Koloff. It's called Piotrov. You see, while you're going to war with him, and then you turn around and you're chasing Ric Flair, I've never one time heard you mention Double A Arn Anderson. Well, Nikita, you're not hungry anymore. You figure, you've got the belt, you've got the U.S. title, now let's set it on a shelf and chase Ric Flair. Well, Nikita Koloff, the whole time you're chasing Flair, the whole time you're ducking Piotrov, I'm going to be waiting for that little end, just that little bit of incentive I'm going to slide in there. You'll wake up one morning naked without that belt. And for Barry Windham and Ronnie Garvin, I'll tell you, Ronnie Garvin, why you weren't there to jump to his aid. You remember that broke hand you sewed at the hands of the horseman last year. Tell him, Tully. Tully, look at you that. You know, Bob Carroll, short and sweet, 1987, $10,000. The World's Television Championship all on the line. Anytime you want to set foot in the ring with Tully Blanchard, one of the four horsemen. Barry Windham, don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong because you get smacked like a little baby. Quack, quack, quack. Just to teach you, the four horsemen are for real. And just take it from Dusty Rhodes or Ronnie Garvin, people that have paid the price before. All right, fans, now back to the ring. Guys, I just turned 40 this past summer, and I'm feeling better than ever. And primarily, it's because of chili sleep. For years and years, I was getting about six hours of sleep a night, and I thought that was pretty good. I was cranking down the AC. I had those blackout shades. I'd throw a little strip on my nose and well, I would toss and turn and get up to pee a few times. And, uh, I would fidget with the covers cause I couldn't really keep my temperature regulated, but Hey, I was doing pretty good. So I thought 
until I was introduced to chili sleep. And I got to admit, I was a little skeptical of this. Let me explain what chili sleep does. They make customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Now the climate control part, well, that made sense because as I mentioned, I was cranking down the AC. I knew that I slept better when the room was cold. You probably know that too, but here's what you don't know. You don't need to cool off your whole dog on house. You need your bed to be cool. Now chili sleep makes the Uller and the cube sleep system. These are hydro powered temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed the perfect temperature for deep sleep. Whether you sleep hot or cold, these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the chili blanket the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. It's been a game changer at my house and you're going to love it, but you got to just see what it does. Just the visualization will make all the sense in the world. Stop what you're doing and head over to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Okay. So it's new year, new me and all that jazz, but I want to tell you about something that our friend of the show, Eric Bischoff has been telling me about for years. It's Kratom. Now I have to admit, I had no idea what in the world Kratom was until a few years ago, but it turns out I'm way behind. You see, Kratom is an all natural herb related to the coffee plant that's been used in Thailand for centuries. Kratom helps energize your mind and relax your body. A lot of people say it just helps me feel good. That has certainly been the way Eric Bischoff approaches it. Eric Bischoff actually uses this a lot of times before we record 83 weeks. Now, what I'm talking about, of course, is super speciosa. Super speciosa only has one ingredient, pure Kratom leaf. And here's what we're talking about. This is going to allow you to focus. It certainly helps Eric focus whenever we're talking about granular details from 25 or 30 years ago. It gives him the opportunity to focus. A great friend of the show, Cassio Kid, he uses Kratom to relax. Uh, he thinks Kratom is a, a great alternative when he's looking to wind down at the end of the day. People use Super Speciosa for a lot of different reasons, but here's a few other ideas that you might find a need for Super Speciosa. Maybe you're looking for, I don't know, the extra courage to ask that special someone out on a date. Maybe you need the gumption to go ask your boss for a raise. Maybe you need to run that extra mile. Kratom is often used as a pre-workout, and we recommend Super Speciosa. For beginners, we recommend capsules because they're easier to use. We also recommend the green strains. They are the most popular. By the way, I want to mention, if you've never tried Kratom before, Super Speciosa has a 100% satisfaction or your money back guarantee. We've recently made a change at Super Speciosa as well. The code I'm about to give you can be used again and again, and you're going to be able to use this code to continue to save money. How much money? Well, check this out. Try Kratom now and get 20% off. Go to GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and get 20% off with promo code ARN. That's GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and use the promo code ARN for 20% off. By the way, these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But buddy, it's not like it just popped up 
Kratom is an all-natural herb. It's been used in Thailand for centuries, and we think it's about time you try Super Speciosa and save 20% off when you go to GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN and use that promo code ARN. 20% off at GetSuperLeaf.com forward slash ARN. Man, I love that whole you're going to wake up naked stuff. Uh, you're a man obsessed with getting the championship title. And I like that. You know, if this was a quote unquote, traditional sport, guys are obsessed with championships and titles. Why shouldn't you be the same? Right. hundred percent. You know, I can feel the tension without ever looking, not even be able to see Ole's face on these promos, but you got to think in the back of his head, he's thinking, you know, I'm out here pushing for these tag title shots. And he's pushing for the U.S. title shots. I think it was starting to gnaw at him a little bit. Had to, right? Had to. Had to. Just I can feel the tension just like one computer to another. You know, it seems like if I'm only, I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Are we on the same page? I'm sure we're going to get there. You bet. But first we're going back home. So the day after you're in Philadelphia on the 10th, you're going to do a matinee sold out on the 11th in Charlotte at the Coliseum. And here you'll see you take on Barry Windham. Once again, Barry Windham gets the win over you. This is recorded for Japanese TV, but that night you're working with Oli against the rock and roll express. What a 24 hour period that is Philadelphia sold out. Matinee in Charlotte sold out. And that night in your Madison square garden, as a little kid, the Omni working with the rock and roll express, pretty damn good day. Even if you did, unfortunately go zero for three and lose three times. You had to throw that in there. Didn't you? <laughs> you just couldn't help yourself. <laughs> you could have went on and just talked about all the positives on those three shots, but no, you had to go with the O and three. Here's what I know about Arn Anderson. I know, well, I'm not exactly excited to lose, but I'm sure excited that there's an ass every 18 inches. We had two out of three sell out there in Charlotte and in Philly. And then we didn't sell out the Omni, but still it had to be a pretty healthy crowd. Okay. I'll be just fine. Yeah. You know, I was already starting to think about, we just had Christmas, right. And all those gifts and presents and stuff got me all fired up starting thinking about sure. You know, somewhere around here, I should probably get a car. Yeah. A new one, a nice one, just starting to think about it a little bit. So there. Okay. Uh, we keep the, uh, the train going on the 12th. We're in Greenville, South Carolina with Ron Garvin. We'll go to a draw, do a TV taping on the 13th in Columbia, get plenty of times to do promos there. And then we even do a six man Flair, Tully and Arn with JJ in their corner are going to take on Hector Guerrero, Danny Brown and Tim Horner. Uh, that's a pretty random group there. Tim Horner, Danny Brown and Hector Guerrero. Is it not? Yep. But all tremendous performers. Had no ties together whatsoever, nothing in common other than the fact that that was, you know, the way the, the crew was, you know, in those days. Everybody from the first match to the ninth match could work. And and that was a prerequisite with, you know, being there and, and having a job on a crew like that. It was like an all-star team. Absolutely. 
On the 14th, you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 2,500 fans would see the Rock and Roll Express defeat yourself and Ole Anderson. Uh, we're going to do another taping in Hollywood, Florida at the Sportatorium down there for Super Towns on the Superstation. Uh, you won't be in that match, but it is obviously going to be a special you're building towards. And then on the 17th, it's time for a little WTBS. And that, of course, means it's the weekend and we're going to have some promos. But before we play some horseman stuff, let's hear it from Dusty on Worldwide, the syndicated show on January 17th. Rose Dusty, a lot going on, the big bubba, but I got to ask you, and I know the fans want to know what you think about the big red machine, the Russian assassin, Vladimir Pietrov. Well, I'm going to get ready to tell you what I think about a whole lot of things. Pietrov, when you came to this country and you landed at JFK, Kennedy Airport, New York City, you should have had a lump in your throat when you got off, Daddy. Because you're walking on free land. Nikita Koloff chose to be free. Chose to run in this land and reap whatever he could to be free. And he is Maggie May and mine's responsibility. So Ivan Koloff, when you bring him, bring him for Dusty Rose, the American dream. Bring him for me. I want him. I want him first. Pietro. So you don't make no bones about it, Ivan Koloff. I'm going to get it done. Now then, everybody comes out and tells you like it is. On this side, Ian Anderson said, everybody's the best. On this side, everybody's the best. On this side, they got more money. On this side, we don't dress as clean, but we live in bigger houses. <laughs> and the sergeant in arms himself, animal. My brother of the street, Hulk, my brother of the street, and Paul Ellerin, my personal financial advisor, told me that now they have a new club. It's called Space Mountain Nets. Well, that's true. Everybody got music. That's true. Ian Anderson got some new music. All you kids, all the ladies, all the women, listen to this now. From now on in the arenas, I want you singing this for Double A Ian Anderson. This is his new music. Hi ho, hi ho. It's off to work we go with the whole hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. Dusty Rhodes fan, let's go back to the ring. Did he just call me one of the seven dwarfs? I don't know. What did you get from that? I am. I want to. I'm going to make that my ringtone. Him singing. Oh, hi ho! Off to work we go. That is tremendous, he, dude. Yeah, that was a pretty good one, wasn't it? I think that's one of those that you just sit there and you get red in the face. It's kind of hard to just make a comeback on that, isn't it? I mean, how do you do anything to that but laugh? And uh yeah, I don't I don't know what to say. Uh, but I do know that the horseman had a promo on this same show. This is worldwide. Uh let's see if uh Flair and Dusty are gonna try to play Can You Top This? I don't know. Let's take a look. James J. Dillon right here, fans. You know, I noticed that everybody comes out here on television, they're talking about the four horsemen. Yeah. That means we must be somebody and we must be doing something right. And I'm listening to Ronnie Garvin standing out here talking about the horsemen ganging up on people. I think what has actually happened in this case is 
the great American bash last July in the tape fist matches with Tully Blanchard. He got hit so hard so many times, he thought he was being hit by four people. Right, champ? Bingo! Garmin, you were down for the count. But you know, Barry Windham, you want to come out here and you want to attack me in my match on national television from behind. Well, I'm not going to tell no lies. The four horsemen can attack from behind in force better than anybody. But we can also, one-on-one, -on -one, or any combination, walk that aisle better than anybody. We are what makes professional wrestling go round. Bob Connell, let me clear something up for you. Everybody on this side says they're the best. Everybody on this side says they're the best. If everybody was perfect and everybody was the best, there would be no winners, there would be no losers. The whole scheme of professional athletics is based on human error. Do you understand what I'm saying? Human error. Without human error, no winners, no losers. Well, if you think any one of you think because I'm not a champion yet, I will assure you what thing in 1987 i'm no weak leak i am a horseman that makes me a champion i'm a member of the finest most elite fighting unit in the whole world tell him champ and here's how it goes in case there's any doubt we're tired i heard about the rock and roll express and that video and that big sign next week if you want to be somebody you join the space mountain x because the four horsemen thrive I have a good life. One ball is just a woo. I love Tully doing the whole spin around where it makes the world go wrestling world go around. <laughs> and he literally just did a 360. And then there's Rick and his ridiculous Lakers jacket. Uh <laughs> you guys were just having fun here. That's all this is. Well, and everybody was different. Yeah. I mean, you, you cut those out in the single promos, every one of them was completely different. And I think that's what made us so successful, so entertaining, so fun to watch, you know, everybody had their own stick and nobody was trying to copy anybody else. It was, you were who you were. No doubt about it. And the horsemen were one of a kind. Uh, we're going to hear from them not once, but twice on, uh, WCW. Let's, uh, let's take a listen. This is world championship wrestling. The six Oh five show. The man with the money, James J. Dillon, and along with members of the four horsemen. We saw a little situation earlier today involving the world heavyweight champion, nature boy, Rick Flair and Barry Windham that disturbed me a little bit. And once again, Dusty Rhodes was out there with the Rock and Roll Express around the ring to try and intimidate a few people. But you don't intimidate the four horsemen. And we're out here once again in the showing of unity. And everywhere you look around, you see championship belts. You see money. And I always feel real good when I look over my left shoulder and I see one of the, one of the pillars of professional wrestling. I'm talking, of course, about Ole Anderson. Well, you know, when you talk about people interfering... You mentioned one guy's name that hits me every time I think about wrestling. I'm talking about you, Rhodes. And you got another guy that's running around with you, interfering just a little bit more than he should. And I'm talking about Barry Windham. Sometimes we make a mistake when all four horsemen are together. We figure maybe you're going to go by the rules. But it doesn't happen that way. It seems funny. We're the ones that are always accused of breaking the rules. But as soon as we end up with three horsemen or two horsemen somewhere, somebody jumps in. And Wyndham, you made a big, big mistake. Jumping in on a four horseman's business is going to cost you a nose because we're going to cut that nose off right around your neck. 
I make a warning to you, like I've made to some other people, and it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're going to get it done. And when we do, there's going to be four men and a manager, the four horsemen and James J. Dillon, that are going to be at the top of the wrestling heap. And Wyndham and Garvin and you especially, Rhodes, and all of your friends are going to be at the bottom of the heap looking at the kings of the hill, the four horsemen and James J. Dillon. Right here. Unity is what it's all about, and the horsemen are here. Yeah. All right, the four horsemen. Boy, fall is here, and boy, we could use a stiff breeze. All right, you know the deal. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now, here's the best part. It's all done online. So there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door, all in a discreet package. And by the way, it's time to get off the couch and get back to work. So if your tool needs an upgrade, head to bluechew.com. Serious business. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code ARN at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is ARN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring today's podcast. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic. Life insurance, specifically Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, Think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow with life insurance from goliathlife.com. What we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that if something awful happened to you? I just lost two friends in the last year and a half, one 42 with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Thank God they had insurance. And Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, Goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at Goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately and check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy. And it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations. 
and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Totally different style promo when, when, when Ole's sort of leading the song and dance, is it not? Right to the point. Yes. No wasted words, no flowery sprucing up of, of the content, just straightforward. Here's the way it is. Did Ole like being a horseman? Um, I think he did. I don't think he liked working the schedule which he didn't, you know, if he would have been in every town every day, you know, they kind of booked him off in some towns that were inconsequential. They were already starting to do that. He didn't, you know, and Hey, let's face it. Ole's 10 years older than me, roughly. He was not, you know, he got seven kids at home. He got a family. He's been there, done that. He's made a lot of money, saved a lot of money at this point in time. He's pretty much, set i think he was enjoying uh you know especially the big towns and all that but for a full schedule no chance i just wondered in terms of rick flair's personality you know you guys partying uh and you know listen only did shoot interviews years ago where he said he couldn't fucking stand Ric Flair and that he booked him out because he didn't want him in the territory because he thought, you know, it was the same old shit every night and the longer the match, the better. And it was bitter only that everybody listening to this is at least familiar with. And some of that is just his personality. And some of that may have been how he really felt, but it's been also said that when it came time to, you know, raising hell at the bar and carrying on and all that, Ole was not really a part of all that. That was not really his jam. And it's, it's always just. I love his promos and I think it really adds to your tag team presentation, but it almost feels like which one of these is not like the other. Yeah. I mean, Ole didn't stay at Marriott's, you know, Ole traveled kind of pretty much kind of by himself. You know, he was, he was a different guy. He was, he was more mature, mature than, than obviously all of us. Uh, and he was there to, you know, to work, make his money, go back to his hotel you know, go to bed, start over the next day. Uh, he wouldn't have, I don't remember a time wherever he came down to the Marriott bar and had a drink with the guys. It was just something we understood. And, uh, I might've asked him once or twice, you know, or if we're riding together or something after the arena back to the, you know, to the hotel, Hey, you know, you want to come in for a beer or two before you go back to your place. And Hey, you know, he was a proponent which a lot of the smart, uh, veterans back then, Hey, save your money, kid. Yeah. Quit blowing your money, save your money. And he did. And he saved a bunch of it and I made a bunch of it. And he was very, very smart about that. And he would, I would say, you want to come in for a beer? I'm buying. And he would just give me that look like, well, you stupid some bitch get out. I get out, get my bag. I'd go in, he'd go to his hotel and do his own thing. Let's, uh, let's listen to another horseman promo the very same day. Uh, this time flares around. 
All right, here we are. Arn Anderson, Rick Flair, Tully Blanchard, James J. Dillon. You know, Tony Joy, there are several truths where the world of professional wrestling are concerned is. There is one truth. That is, you have Dusty Rhodes and Stooge, Nikita Koloff, Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham, Wahoo McDaniels, Rock and Roll Express, you have them all over here. They claim to be the best. Then you have the Four Horsemen and the Midnight Express. Ivan Koloff, Petrov, on this side, they all claim to be the best. But the bottom line is, the whole scheme of professional sports is based on one thing. That's called human error. If we're all the best, and they're all the best, then there could never be a winner. So how we differentiate what win, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, if we're not four or five egos pulling apart? We're one unit. We're the four horsemen. We train together. We party together. We wrestle together. We do everything as one unit. And what you just saw right there was Tully Blanchard displaying just one segment of our technique. You look at myself. You look at The Rock. You look at our mainstay, the world heavyweight champion, the brains. We are the elite. And it's no wonder that Lex Luger wants to be one, Dusty Rhodes. So don't scratch your head and wonder. He just made the best choice possible. You know, Tony Schiavone, the one thing that you have to listen to is the horsemen do this and they've done that. But you know, nobody can beat Flair. Nobody can beat me. Nobody can beat Arn. But you know, when the horsemen get attacked from behind, we can attack from behind better than anybody. We can do the lowest things better than anybody. But we can also look across that ring, eyeball to eyeball, and do wrestling, just what it says on the marquee. Wrestling better than anybody. That's why we can stand up here and brag and talk about the trophies, because we got them. We got the women, the money, the limos. We got it all. And that's what it's all about. We got it all. That's why we're the horsemen. Hey. Let's see Barry Windham fill these. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> and the show goes off the air with the big lizard shoes, which Flair has said on more than one occasion costs more than your house. Not yours in particular, but what a line to say on TV. My shoes cost more than your house. Uh, I assume whoever he was aiming that to lived in a tent. I, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> you get the point. You get the idea. He's doing okay. Um, January, uh, 17th, the same day where we have this TV taping, we find ourselves back in Charlotte at the Coliseum. It's going to be Flair, Tully, and Arn taking on Tim Horner, Hector Guerrero, and Denny Brown. Greensboro, the very same day, we're doing a double shot, I guess triple if you count TV. Uh, Arn Anderson is going to beat uh, Tim Horner, who's actually a substitute for Baron Von Raschke. And then we're back to the Civic Center in Asheville for a matinee show. And check this out. Lex Luger is going to team with Arn Anderson to take on Denny Brown and Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, this is what we were, uh, alluding to before Lex Luger is here. Uh, what was your first impression of flexi Lexi? So this is his first appearance. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's making the debut here. Uh, in January, I believe his actual first appearance was on TBS. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but a couple of days later, this is the first time you're in the same ring with him. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no overlooking the obvious, right? My God, what a body. Uh, it, it, yeah. Why not? What a look. I mean, I got, I, I call it like it is. The guy walked in the room, your jaw hit the ground. Oh, for sure. 
in those days. He was, you know, him, I would say, and, you know, Ultimate Warrior and the Road Warriors, you know, they were. And Carrie. Carrie Von Barbar- Eric was up there. Carrie Von Eric, you know, Warlord, Barbarian. I mean, these guys are all incredible. Luger had that look, but he, it wasn't like a just a steroided up, you know, uh, over the top, too muscled up look. It was a pleasing look. He had a good tan. Good hair, all those things to, you know, he dressed, looked good in his clothes, looked good in his tights. He was a hell of a presentation when he walked in the room, no matter what it was. And, uh, you know, the fact that he had been working out some with uh, Hero Matsuda without ever watching him wrestle, I would have said, well, he's, you know, he's got to have a good foundation. What we found out when he came to us was he was very green. Yeah. And we all have been very green at different times. Sure. No, no crime there, but I mean, the guy looked apart and he was big, you know, he had, you know, we just got bits and pieces of it. You know, the guys, you know, played pro football, you know, the, he had a lot of accolades, strong in the weight room, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he was the total package walking in the door. And, uh, we're off to the next town, you know, it's just another day in the life, uh, on the 20th, we are going to be doing a TV taping here where you're doing a bunch of promos in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then on the 24th, boy, we're back to Atlanta to do some more TV. We would see Lex Luger defeat Randy Mulkey here in a torture rack in a minute and 39. And then Tony Schiavone is going to be conducting an interview with JJ Dillon with Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, where Dylan is going to say there's no plans to expand the horseman. And why does this come up? The first time we hear from Lex Luger, he's saying his goal is to become a horseman. That's an interesting little wrinkle. Is it not? It, it, you've never really even broached the subject of we're going to add members or take members away. I know eventually y'all is going to get kicked out and we know eventually there will be new members and it becomes a little bit of a rotation for a bit, but at this point, that's never happened. It would be a little bit like if someone said, yeah, we're going to add a third member to the rock and roll express, or we're going to invite someone else to be a road warrior permanently, not just like dusty paint up as a one-off for a special show, but that's an interesting concept. This is years before the NWO is, is growing, expanding and adding members. Uh, what'd you think about the idea of, wait a minute, it might not just be us four. What'd you think of that concept? Yeah, I think it was shocking. You know, that was to the, to the naked eye. When you first hear it, you go, well, I never heard of that. Like you said, that that wasn't ever in the, in the cards felt a little bit pompous, but it also, if you're in the back of your mind, since it hadn't happened, and it came out of nowhere. It's like angle alert, major angle alert. And uh, I would think that the people that were, you know, our fans that are pretty smart, they started going, hmm, where are they going with this? And maybe at that point, they started thinking about, well, you know, Arn has been talking about individual success and all he's talking about this and that. Maybe all those promos suddenly started to make more sense. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was 
no one was thinking that much into it or going that deep into it yet. So after JJ says, we're not looking to expand, he sticks around to watch Luger's match. And then afterwards he goes over to Luger, whispers something in his ear, shakes his hand. And then from there, Shivani conducts an interview with Lex Luger and Lex says something like his phone's been ringing off the hook since he made his national debut, but he wants to be a horseman. And a few minutes later, Barry Windham comes out looking for Luger and says, Luger does not want to be a member of the horseman. And Luger takes exception to Barry Wyndham coming into his interview time. After Wyndham leaves, Luger says, Wyndham needs to grow up. There's more to life than blue jeans and car payments. What a line that is, huh? That's pretty stout. Of course, Barry did have a white convertible Porsche. And a bunch of blue jeans. And a ton of blue jeans. <laughs> Imagine that Porsche was a pretty penny. It was, was a nine 11. You wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. A nine 11 is the cream of the crop when it comes to Porsche. I know it was sharp as hell and would fly. Cause he blew by me on many a highway. Uh, unfortunately things are not looking up here for Mr. Brad Armstrong. Uh, we're going to, uh, have a, a bit of a horseman attack. Let's take a listen here. It's from June 24th, 1987. Okay, Brad, let's all take a look right now. What happened to Brad Armstrong? Here we are with Brad Armstrong and Brad. Good to see you again. Well, thank you very much, Tony. You know, what you just saw was an awesome force in professional wrestling. The four horsemen, a part of the four horsemen. Oh, here's the world champion, Rick Flair. Mr. Brad Armstrong, nice to see you, but you're on my interview time. Excuse me, sir. I've made arrangements to be out here. This is my interview time. You don't have any place anywhere near the set when I'm out here. People are here to listen asked. to me talk. No, people, were, you asked for nothing. You have nothing no, to say. Asked. I was what asked to be out here. Talking about Barry. Off listen, the set. Listen, with all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect. Off the set, I told you. I was asked to be out here for this time. They told me to come out here for this time. Tony Shivani. Dusty Rhodes. Nikita you can talk a whole lot brother if you want to get if you want to get it on BA is ready I was brought up in a wrestling family I can't stand out here and talk word for word with you but I can get in that wrestling ring and go move for move you any day of the week anything with if me Tony Schiavone right now you got Dusty Rhodes right now Nikita Koloff don't get in my face again you are going to make an ultimate mistake you are way too far in the youth of your career all right and there comes Tully two on one there's Arn. three on one Oli four on one they're taking turns got the chair set up gourd buster on the chair and keep in mind, I like Brad. <laughs> Man, Brad Armstrong, you know, in more recent years, fans have started to post his picture a little bit more because people say, God, he looks just like Kenny Omega behind the scenes. He's one of the most beloved figures in the history of wrestling. Was he not? Absolutely. And one of the finest performers, the smoothest guys you'll ever be in the ring with. I mean, he's as good as anybody. Incredible. And, uh, you know, 
it's a shame that we never really got to see him spread his wings all the way, but my goodness, what a tremendous performer he was. And, uh, well, let's take a look at some promos from the, uh, it's flair versus Wyndham here on world championship wrestling. And, uh, we're going to have some words after. As a reminder, Flair and Wyndham in 86 had a battle of the belt show, a timely as it, we're talking about battle of the belts, given what AEW's doing these days down in Florida, that Dave Meltzer called the best hour of TV he ever saw. A lot of people believed, especially in this era, that Barry Wyndham and Ric Flair were sort of one a and one B the best wrestlers in the world. And we're seeing the end of a very strong match with our referee, Tommy young here. And it looks like it's a time limit draw. This match speaks for itself, better. There's no doubt, better. Okay, Tommy Young, as you take a look at Barry Wyndham, Tommy Young is talking to Tom Miller to make an announcement here. The time limit has expired. The match has been declared a draw. Still, world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. So just for a minute, Barry got to hold the big gold belt and hold it over his head. But unfortunately time expired. He's got the mic now. You know, I'll tell you something. This belt right here will very well belong to me someday, but I'm not going to walk out here with it. I'm going to win until I get the three count. One, two, three on Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion. Okay. Hey, what an event that was. Ric Flair, Barry Windham, world heavyweight title. And understandably, when Ric Flair got to the dressing room, he was very happy, relieved that he still had that world heavyweight title because that was one tremendous event. Let's take a look and go to Bob Cottle now, who was in the dressing room with Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen right after that match. And we're in the dressing room of the world champion, surrounded by the horseman. Chip, you're still champ, but only by a ah, much now. It appears to me that Barry Windham's trying to kiss a girl in the wrong neighborhood. In other words, Barry Windham, you made the mistake of jumping on one of the horsemen. You see what's going on right now, Windham? Is you're in the other dressing room with your head between your legs, a loser. There's winners, there's losers. This is the winner. You are the loser. We got 50 girls standing outside our dressing room door looking for the winners. You know why? Because we are the horsemen. We are the champions. All for one, <laughs> horsemen. And one for all, Dusty Rhodes. Whether you like it or not, boss, if you're smart, you'll check this crew out for a long, long time. See you next week, fans. Okay, Barry, you've heard the comment from Rick Flair. He said you made a mistake. It appears you didn't make any mistake at all. It appears you really have the man's number. Well, Tony, first of all, you know the world champion is the best wrestler in the whole world. He is the world heavyweight champion. I will not take that away from him. But Rick Flair, your days are numbered. I will tell you, we went the time limit. There were times where if I had been moving a little faster, I could have beat you. So, Rick Flair, keep it in mind. You might have all the girls outside your locker room, but you're looking at the next world heavyweight champion right here. I'll go the time limit with you anytime, an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, 
and I know you can do it too, but one of these days I'm going to catch you right in the middle of the ring with a three count, and you're going to be singing the blues just like you thought I was doing. I was happy that we did what we did and that I was able to go with you, but now I know myself just like all these people out here except for a select few. They know that I can beat you, and it's coming very soon. Okay, Barry Wyndham, right with us on World Championship Wrestling. What an event. We're coming back with the Four Horsemen and much more. Don't you go away. So the Barry Wyndham thing is really heating up. You guys go to a commercial break, and when you come back, we hear the horsemen respond. Hey, Dylan, and two of the Four Horsemen. You know, it was really great to see Ric Flair once again successfully defend the World Heavyweight Championship. He is the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, and he is the mainstay of the four horsemen, if you would, a very elite group. Each and every member is important. Ole and Arn Anderson are tag team wrestling. I don't care who's holding the title at any given point. Right. The Andersons are tag team wrestling. Right. And when you look at Tully Blanchard, the world television champion, if you really think about it, how many people every night they go out, not only put their reputation on the line, not only put their title on the line, but we're talking about $100, $100 bills. We're talking about $10,000. And I don't care if you're a doctor or a lawyer or what you are, $10,000 is a lot of bucks to put on the line each and every night. You know, JJ, you said it just exactly that. But you know, you want to get down what a horseman is. You know, a lot of talk going around. Lex Luger wants to be a horseman. This guy wants to be a horseman. JJ's getting flooded in his office with letters of people wanting to be a horseman. Well, there's only four. And you know what? Being a horseman, 24 hours a day, right, double A? When we wake up, we're a horseman. When we're at the gym, we're a horseman. When we're out at 3 o'clock in the morning with all the pretty ladies, we're a horseman. When we walk in any coliseum around the world, coast to coast, we are the horsemen. And we make professional wrestling what it is today. That's why we can come out here on national television. Let's make one point real clear. Lex Luger is a magnificent athlete, and I think it's a great tribute to the horsemen that he would even go public and make a statement like that. But each and, each and every member of the four horsemen, as it exists right now, is an integral part of an elite group, and we're tight, and we're staying together, and we do not plan to expand at this time. Okay. Those words from James J. Dillon and members of the... I love he's reiterating, we are not expanding. I suck. Yeah. Angle alert. Angle alert. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you man. Know, at that time, Conrad, there was probably a dozen guys in the world, and there was a lot of wrestlers back then that could do an hour and do it the way it needed to be done. So, you know, my God, what a what a uh, honor it, it is to both of those guys that they were able to pull off an incredible match like that. And, and it's not just survive an hour. It's, you know, it's have those spurts where you go into overdrive and it looks like this guy's going to win. And then you settle back into a control situation and guys, you got maybe six, seven minutes left and, and the momentum changes and it looks like the other guy's going to win. And then you build into this back and forth fight that just, uh, takes you all the way to the end and it's like to the last second you don't know which way it's going that was such an art back then there's very few people that could understand what an hour needs to be much less pull off wrestling one you would in that show the tbs show uh with a win over bill tab in a minute and 37 seconds and then immediately tony shivani does an interview with lex luger uh, where he's uh well dressed and talks about he wants to be a member of the horseman. So we keep that up 
uh, and keep it going as we move into uh, the last week of January 1987. On the 24th, you're going to get a win over Jimmy Valiant in Richmond. And then there's an interesting story. Maybe you can tell us about this one. Washington, D.C., you're at the armory. There's 5,000 people there. As the story goes, according to the history of WWE.com, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Jim Cornette, and Dusty Rhodes were flown in immediately after their matches into Richmond. The preliminary matches were told to go long to buy them time. Intermission lasted an hour. And as a result, the main event went on at 11:50 PM. You're going to be here in action, taking on Barry Windham. Do you remember this situation where, uh, oh, we may have got our routing a little screwed up Buy us some time. Yeah, it was, it was one of those deals where was just getting greedy. I guess to book two towns at the same time and have a group of talent be on both of them, man, that's going to be a tight squeeze. Cause I assure you those guys went on early in the first town, threw on a sweatshirt, didn't bother unlacing their boots, headed right out the door. I'm sure there was a couple of limos waiting for them, took them straight to the private plane and straight to Richmond. And uh, still, even that, you got to take into account traffic and all kinds of things that, you know, uh, let's just say the, the jet was scheduled to go off at a certain time or take off and, okay, they're in a, a ground hold. I don't remember the specifics of it, but I just remember it was very, very tight. It was a lot to juggle for sure. So in the new year, a lot of us are trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. We're talking zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories are serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash ARN to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code ARN at checkout to save $5 off of your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ARN. And be sure to use the promo code ARN to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, listen up. If you're in a 30-year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, what are you waiting for? Hurry to save with Conrad.com. We're routinely helping wrestling fans just like you all across the country save more money than they ever thought possible. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But what's best about SaveWithConrad.com? It's the experience. Don't take my word for it. Check out all the five-star reviews over at ConradReviews.com. Michael up in Akron, Ohio, gave us five stars and said, Jimmy and Jennifer were great to work with. They always responded right away. Whenever I had any questions, we got another five-star review from Robert in New Jersey, another five-star review from Judith in North Carolina. What about a five-star from Nicholas in South Carolina or a five-star from Stephanie in Indiana or a five-star from Corey in Florida. We want to save you money. We want to show you how to keep more of your own money. And we're routinely helping podcast listeners just like you say five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. 
and you can do it too right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, SaveWithConrad.com. Uh, next up, uh, we know that we're uh, going to be dragging a little bit because it was a late night. So, of course, let's do TV the next day. It's going to be a marathon day. You're going to do a bunch of interviews, and then you're actually going to be wrestling. It'll be Tully, Ole, and Arn taking on Tim Horner, George South, and what's listed here on the history of WWE.com as an unknown. Uh, it's not unknown what you're doing next, though. You're going to be losing to Ron Garvin in Odessa, Texas on the 28th. On the 29th, you're back at the Great Western Forum. You had 10,000 folks last time, only 4,750 here in Inglewood. Uh, but you and Barry are going to go to a no contest on the 30th. The very next day, you're zigzagging all the way back over to St. Louis, Missouri. And you finally get your match with Nikita Koloff. It's the co-main event. Uh, the only folks who go on last after you are Ric Flair and Barry Windham for the world title. And they go 55 minutes. So this is going to be, uh, what'd you call it? Super Bowl for you and Q bowl. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we finally meet. Huh? Well, I mean, your face meant his bicep. Yes. Yeah. What now? Your face meant his bicep. I don't imagine there was much offense here in this match for you. Yeah, we already had a little history together and mixed it up a few times. You know, he was a big physical guy, no doubt about it. Uh, you knew that going in, which I don't mind that. I don't mind it being physical. Uh, with Nikita, he would clothesline you in the nose or in the chin or, and he had had some torque behind it. He put some mustard on it. So (laughs) mustard. (laughs) Yes, sir. I will not, uh, dispute that. And if we went on before flair and Barry in St. Louis, which is a wonderful wrestling town, I'm sure we gave it our all and had a pretty damn good match ourselves. If I was guessing, I would guess with them going 55, Yours was probably a quick affair. No, did they have times listed? No, they don't have times listed here for that one. I wish they probably, did. Probably ten, which we, is pretty quick for a semi-main event. But it's also long for an Akita match too. I mean, he was sort of, uh, especially on TV. I don't realize it's not a TV taping, but boy, those those poor guys—they were not long for this world. Okay. He probably beat me in a minute. 32. <laughs> there, there it is. I tried to address it and oh. smoke screen it. Oh, you some... just ain't have it. You're not having it today. Well, You're here's... calling me on all of my shit. On some level, that's gotta be a blessing. I can go out here and get blown up and get my head tore off for 10 minutes, or I can get out here take one good wallet, play dead and hit the next town. Yeah, I'd rather be like in a foxhole and take like a sniper bullet to the head and just slump down the, the hill in the hole, you know what I mean, than run across a, some lot and get my leg blown off and be dragging myself along. Somebody shoots off my pinky finger and then somebody shoots off my toe. Just go ahead and finish it. Yeah. Well, at least the Kita would do that for you. Uh, we're going to finish this episode, but first we got some promos to play from the very last day of the month. January has 31 days and we squeezed yet another TV in here. Here's an Anderson's and uh, horseman promo from worldwide on January 31st, 1987. 
Right, you are, Tony Schiavone, and here they are, Ole and Arn Anderson. Ole? You know, I look around at some of the people that are wearing belts, tag belts, for instance. Almost makes me embarrassed. If they think that they're the best that wrestling has to offer, well, they better think again. You take a look at us. You take a look at the wrecking crew, the Andersons. Now you're looking at the best. Some people talk about maybe the guy's been around a long while. You're darn right I have. And you know what that means? That means experience. You take experience. You take youth. You combine strength with agility. And I'll tell you what, it's an unbeatable combination. Anybody thinks otherwise, just get in the ring with the Andersons. We're the champions. We're the best wrestling has to offer. And one of these days, when all these other champions quit running and we get a chance to sign our name on the dotted line, you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about champions, the Andersons, the wrecking crew, and the four horsemen. Let me explain it to you graphically. Let me say where it can be understood. You see, there's two elite groups in all of professional wrestling. There's what we call the four horsemen. Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, Ole Arn Anderson on this side. And then on this side, we have what we call very finally our resume. That's people like Ronnie Garvin, Rock and Roll Express, Barry Windham, Brad Armstrong, and Dusty Rhodes more than once. By our resume, we mean people that have been injured at the hands of the four horsemen. So if you're wondering why all these people like Lex Luger are wanting to be one of the four horsemen, it's very simple, pure and simple. They don't want to be on our resume. <laughs> all right, and fans, we'll meet all of the horsemen as well as take a look at Lex Luger when we come back after this timeout. Horseman and James J. Dillon. Well, this is a very, very precious moment. And right now, all across this country, people are looking at their screens, running to get their video recorders turned on, pushing that record button, because they want to save this moment for history. It's not very often that the four horsemen are all together at one time. And right now, letters are flooding in by the thousands. Girls all across this country wanted to put in their applications to be Space Mountainettes. And that's the very reason that Lex Luger, the great superstar, that he is has been sitting aside he knows quality when he sees it he would love to be amongst us rubbing elbows with a world heavyweight champion with a world television champion with a team that are synonymous with tag team wrestling the greatest tag team of all time the andersons who else and of course the person that i'm talking about that would love to be a part of this elite group is none other than lex luger we're a tight unit we do not plan to expand, but we do recognize greatness. And let's face it, Lex Luger is a great athlete. All right, and you're talking about Lex Luger. So right here, fans, let's take a look at Lex. So the tease for Lex Luger continues, man. How about that? Yeah, and you know what else that day was? What's that? That's Aaron's birthday. Oh, how about that? January 31st. Y'all got big plans later this month, or can you share here on the show? I can't tell you. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Well, I can tell you that you guys weren't done cutting promos. Uh, let's do one from you and Tully here on pro the same weekend, January 31st. Ray Jamal against the rock and roll express members of the four horsemen will be a television taping that night in Raleigh. What would television taping be without the four horsemen, Tony Giovanni? Have no. you ever thought about the dog? No. That's exactly what it'd be. What we're trying to explain to you, pure and simple. We dress better. We drive finer cars, we live in nicer houses, we're better athletes, and as a unit, we're the finest wrestling machine on the face of the earth. Without the four horsemen, wrestling starts to non-exist. Tell them, Tully. You know, Double A, that's just exactly right, and one of the four horsemen's going to take Barry Windham. You know, 
the whole wrestling world, the whole United States, in a big uproar. Barry Windham came this close to beating Ric Flair. But you know, close only counts in horseshoes, isn't that right? You know, if you don't get the job done, you're just like many others. You're this much short of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Ole Anderson, the four horsemen. That's like going out with a girl and almost getting the job done, but that don't get it. And no Raleigh Dorton Arena, they're also going to see, you know, and you and I talked about it just a little while ago. It's a tremendous honor and privilege that a man of Lex Luger's status would want to be a horseman. He's put everything aside, his career, everything. He says, I will be a horseman. And you know, that's a, that's a flattering remark. Well, you know, Tully, if you look at yourself, you look at myself, you look at Flair, you look at The Rock, it's no wonder anybody wouldn't want to be a horseman. The fact that Luger is a superstar, magnificent physical specimen, has nothing to do with it. From the little kids right up to the old people, everybody is looking for a hero. And gentlemen, if you want a role model, you want a hero, you want somebody to pat in your life after, you look at Tully Blanchard, world television champion, myself, Flair, and The Rock, we're it, pure and simple. Man, you and Tully uh, had a different vibe than you and Ole, did you not? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Tully makes me mad to this day. Oh, he's, he's unbelievably talented. And the idea that he was gone from wrestling for so long. And it's like, when he picked it up, it's like, he never left. He never, you know, they say, oh, it's like riding a bicycle for Tully Blanchard. It, it, it was, it was bam. He's right back in. It's 1987 all over again. You know why it's so easy? That, that's who he is. Yeah. Well, of course you guys are both horsemen and, uh, we've talked about it enough. Let's finish with a horseman promo here from January 31st, 1987. And then we'll wrap this week's episode up as we get ready for February of 87 coming up next week. Here we go. You're going to pay the price. And right now I need to be willing to pay for this television time to go back and let everybody be reminded of what happened to Barry Windham and let it serve as an example that if you want to come up and confront one of us, the same thing could very well happen to you. Let's take a look. Blanchard, you said, successfully defended the world television title and the world heavyweight champion showed what a diversified athlete he is by going in the ring and tag team commentation with one of the Andersons, so I know he had to feel good. Oh, Barry Windham. Luger, one last time. Now, I can't believe you're doing it. You can't believe that you're associated with this man right here. You don't need to do this at all. Let me tell you something. I've been sitting back, and I haven't uttered a word up to this point, but you've been throwing in something. I'll tell you, hey, 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 I'll tell you something. So that's Lex Luger attacking Barry Windham. He just ripped his shirt off and destroyed the podium. And now he's throwing him back towards the ring. And now JJ's jumping in. So now it's JJ and Lex Luger putting the beat down on Barry Windham for what it's worth. Barry Windham. Uh, is wearing jeans, cowboy boots, and he was wearing a polo Lex Luger though, black trunks. Maybe it's a little sign, but how about that, man? We see a little, uh, beat down and now the horsemen are back. This man really helps fill out the picture. Wouldn't you say so double a pure and simple. Like we told you Rhodes. 
You wonder why Lex Luger wants to be affiliated with a horseman? It's true and simple. The places you go that they let you in with holes in your blue jeans, those nasty boots, and one of those big goofy 10-gallon hats, you can't get in the places we go that require a coat and tie. You're talking about quality athletes. You look at Tully Buster, world television champion. You look at the mecca of manhood, Ric Flair, world's heavyweight champion. You look at myself and The Rock. We're a synchronized, polished unit. We will sacrifice one of us to get the eventual end. And you're talking about masterminds, right here it is. All in closing, let me say this. Everybody on this earth wakes up every day of their life wishing they were somebody else. Well, you look around at us, we're just ecstatic being ourselves. Let me say one last thing. This week we were all in Las Vegas. And up on Caesar's Palace, they had Bill Cosby and what was the other guy, Sammy Davis. And all of a sudden, I seen the guy out there ripping down letters as fast as he can pull them. And before we left town, it said the four horsemen are in town. Boys, this is a special moment right here. Let's join hands. My man, my man, you're part of it. All right, the horsemen. <laughs> Members of the Four Horsemen, and what a day this has been for them. Daddy Shivani, next time we're in Las Vegas, buddy, we're going to bring you along and do the play-by-play, Daddy. We'll see you next week. So there you go. Lex Luger throws his hands in the middle. What does it mean, Arn? Does it mean he's a horseman? I guess we'll find out next month here. Well, sure. If I was sitting home, I'd go, now, what what Ole thinks about this? Right. Damn right. I mean, he's out here talking about tag belts. You're out here talking about Nikita's. Uh, it's a situation. Yeah. And then JJ lends the assist on the Wyndham deal. So, you know, makes you think (laughs) it's, uh, the snot thickens and it's going to this Monday night when Alabama rolls up on Georgia and overcomes the odds. Alabama's the underdog. What a weird sentence to say. And plot uh, thickens, plot thickens, not snot. Oh, that's, that's disgusting. Plot, plot, oh. plot thickens. Oh yeah. I guess maybe that's right. Well, there's no mistaking this. Alabama's going to whoop that ass and uh, I'm going to spike the ball on you next week and brag about it and talk shit. And if I'm wrong, then we'll replay this and you can just laugh for the first 30 minutes as we talk about February of 87. How's that? I'm going to stay humble. I'm going to stay <laughs> laying in the weeds till that game is over. And We'll see. By the way, in real life, of course, I'm having fun just giving you shit here, but my goodness, we've been so blessed as Alabama fans. I'm okay. If y'all win, here's what I hope for. Most of all, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't, don't start that. No, I swear. Now my dad, on the other hand, my dad would string me up if he heard me saying that, but dude, I got to see a championship in 92 and then in 09. And I thought I'm all set. And now over these last, whatever, 13 years, it's been an incredible run. I can't imagine the good fortune that we've had. And and it's about time it ends. I'm like the rest of the nation. Like this is not sustainable. Surely eventually someone beats him. And that someone did Texas A&M had his number earlier this year. He lost to an assistant. So I guess another assistant, Mr. Smart could pull it off. And the first time Georgia was a favorite. The second time Georgia's a favorite. I wouldn't be surprised based on the way they manhandled Michigan the other day. If they beat Alabama, but I don't think it'll be a lopsided affair. I think it comes down to those last, you know, five minutes of the game. Either way. Did I see a stat, which was the telling of them all 27 assistants 
have fallen. Only one has beat Alabama. Only one assistant has ever come back and beat Nick Saban. It happened earlier this year in that Texas A&M game. It's not happened outside of that ever. 20, 27 and one. Something like that. It's overwhelming. Yes. See, you could be humble and we would be able to swallow this whole Alabama thing a lot better, but you are kicking us right in the teeth every chance. Well, I only do it to you and Tony because y'all are Georgia fans, but you know, like I want Georgia to win every game, but one, I want Auburn to win every game, but one, I'm not one of those. I hope they lose every game. You know, like Tony Giovanni, he has a lot of hate in his heart. You know, he hates Florida. He hates Tennessee. He hates Auburn. He hates everybody. He has bailed on sports, dude. He's asked him, are you going to watch, you're going to watch pro this weekend? No, no. Hell with it. Going to watch college football. Any of it in Georgia, been any, nah, piss on. You know what he does now? Do you know what he does? What? He plays video games all day long. Oh Jesus. He has buckled and fell in as part of this, this new whatever you want to call him, this new group. Well, he's, he's, he's Benjamin button. You know, I've joked that Charles Robinson was Benjamin button because he doesn't age. It's like, he's going backwards, but Tony Schiavone really is. I mean, all of a sudden his hair's darker. I don't know how that keeps happening every three to four weeks. It gets a little darker. I don't know what's up with that. And he's playing video games. Like he's a 12 year old, but he's and 50 years older than that. This hair's thicker. He's actually got good hair, which is a bullshit deal. When you're me, you're okay. You're all right. That's because of keeps, you know, he got in front of it and he started using keeps and it's too late for you, but it's not too late for our listeners. So, you know, the promo code anyway, we're sidetracked boys and girls. We had a great time today talking about 1987. I'm excited to cover this year because for all the great success and highs that we had in 86, we're going to have our fair share of interesting moments in 87, some interesting business decisions. And then in 88, things start to unravel a little bit. So, uh, the story continues as we travel through Arn Anderson's whole career. We'll pick it up next week. As we talk about February of 87, right here on Arn. If you've got a question or you want to participate, or you're looking for bonus content, follow us on Twitter at the Arn show. The best way to introduce the, uh, wrestling fan in your life to our podcast is our YouTube channel. And of course we've got lots of bonus content, including interactive events. Uh, heck, I think last month you and, uh, Dax from FTR sat down and watched a little tag team wrestling together, right? Yes, we did. It was, uh, the famous Anderson's versus rock and roll cage match from Greensboro and brother, they took a tremendous ass whooping and still won the match. Great stuff. Hope you guys check it out. It's adfreeshows.com. You get all of our shows early and ad free. Uh, until next time I am at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. We are at the Arn show and we're out of time. We'll see you next week right here on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? Driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? Can <laughs> you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.